Welcome everyone to another fun-packed episode of Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd. I'm here with my main man, Jay to the B. How you doing, brother? All good, man. All, All good. good we man. are getting there. We are definitely getting there. So we're off the back of, this is episode 28. Um, we're back on a review. Um, we are off the back of two massive interviews that we had with former superstars, um, Duke the Dumpster Drosy and uh, the fantastic Santino Morella. Thanks to everybody who watched, listened, paid attention, liked, retweeted, blah, 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 all that shit. We are very, very grateful. But we are back to what we know and what you love. We're back on the reviews, baby. That is absolutely it. You know, welcome. How is everyone doing? Everyone should be great. I'm sure they all heard, you know, Santino or Anthony and Mike telling their stories. It was a lot of fun for us. Thank them as well for coming on. Um, but yeah, we're going, going back to what we know. And um, it seems as though people prefer us chatting shit. <laughs> it seems an interview. but you know you know what we we love doing whatever and and we just you know we 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 were sending out messages for people and it just so happened that just after Christmas, we got a few back and then we just um, smashed out the couple of interviews there. Um, so this episode here, 28 has been a long time coming and we've been talking about it because we had an episode before Christmas, which was the Saturday night's main event preceding this. And if people don't know what episode this is going to be, it is going to be WrestleMania five. Um, but we have got some news, don't we, Jordan? We do indeed. And as always, we like to start with a bit of news. We'll try and keep it short because there is, you know, WrestleMania 5 was a three-hour, 40-minute show. Um, so let's keep this one sweet. In our news, there's a good news, bad news in this one. Um, good news. Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show. Signs a long-term contract. I'm using quotation because I'm not really sure how long that is. With all elite wrestling, AEW, you know the compet the competitors, if you will, right now, they're not number one. They like to think so on Wednesday nights. That's fine because they are beating NXT. But that is a big deal. That is a good deal. And I put this out on Twitter. You know, at Chat Grapple Pops. You know where you can find us. You can see the link somewhere. If you're looking at it, is. Yep, it's there, um, baby. Now, I put this out there. Is the big show now AEW's most globally recognized star? People people didn't like that, Jordan. I know they didn't because people people, people, people will tell you that oh, Kenny Omega's the biggest star. You know, you know, Dean, sorry, John Moxley's the biggest star. Globally, Paul White is a bigger star than those two. Yeah, and arguably he's there with Chris Jericho. It's gonna be Chris. It's gonna be Chris. You know? Do you know who? Let me tell you who's the. I'll, big... I'll give you. I'll give you one more. Does Chris Jericho have his own sitcom on Netflix? No. No. Big Show does. Well, Paul. Yeah, I mean, does you know? Did did big Chris Jericho jump into movies with you know Adam Sandler and? All of that. True. Stuff. Oh, it's true. Captain Insano's all elite, baby. Captain Insano shows no mercy. Um, but but the, the the thing is, though, bro, you there, there's there's a problem. There's oh. a problem when you say things like that. Um, 
the AEW fanboys don't like it because you're insinuating that they don't have any big stars themselves. Um, you know, but do they really at this time? They've only been a company for little under two years. They're not really going to have that many homegrown stars. They're not going to have that many globally recognized stars. When you're talking about Kenny Omega, someone was talking the other day on Twitter how Kenny Omega was a bigger draw than Brock Lesnar. Yes. Roll them Going eyes. For those listening, I, I rolled my <laughs> eyes and I closed them because I'm just, I'm, nah, man. Like that Bro, is... they, they were arguing that, oh, his strong style means that he's got that air of legitimacy um, for him. It's like... Brock Lesnar was a legitimate UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah, they, they, never, they never saw Brock Lesnar beat the holy shit out of Frank Mir. Fuck sake. Saw, you know, come back from the brink of being battered by Shane Carlin. They never saw any of that stuff. They only see Kenny Omega doing, you know, winged eagles and, you know. Oh, no, dude, that's... Wait, I'm um, stop. Stop you there. That is the finishing move of the year, you son of a bitch. Don't you dare fucking take And with that, yeah, should we move on to the AEW Slammies? <laughs> Is that what we're calling them? Yeah, the AEW Slammy Awards, <laughs> a.k.a. the Wrestling Observer Awards, 30, 40, 41st Annual Wrestling Observer Like Awards. it means something, the 41st Annual. Like you've been doing it for... Good Lord, man. Mate, it is, for me, right, We, I've seen so many, like, oh, people are crying today, people are crying, you know, oh, people are salty today, memes and posts and that. And it's like... Look, if you can't look at the list of winners, okay, and and see that it is just a let's shit on WWE list. I mean, they first of all, had an award for that as well, didn't they? You, you know, it, you you've got to look at it. Who who votes for the awards, the winners, and who are they listening to to gather their opinions, as and what are they watching? As far as I could tell, this was canvassed of around now it's either 9,000 people or 9,000 votes. I'm not 100% sure. Right. I think it's 9,000 people. I'm sure he's probably got that many subscribers to the to the Observer. That's that's cool. That's great. Like, But it's 9,000 people, if it is, listening to the same stuff week in, week out about how, you know, Japan has eight-star matches. You know, AEW has six-star matches. But Walter and, you know, Dragonov didn't. Come on now. Mate. Don't, don't do this to me. I mean, we're, let's talk. Let's talk. Should we break down a couple of things in the list? Because, do you know what I mean? We've been doing interviews this last couple of shows. And you, you've got to let me off the leash, bro. We've got to, I have not gone <laughs> in. Let's do a couple. Let's not. Let's do a couple. Because it would just bring us down. I know. That's fine. Um, I mean, I the fact that they've got wrestler of the year female wrestler of the year to be fair to you i probably would have had sasha banks as wrestler of the year and bailey as female wrestler of the year i probably would have had both of them fucking as top wrestlers because i as i keep saying moxley's i mean whether it's covid or whatever right but moxley's reign has been meh it's been fucking it's been meh um you know uh, dude um, feud of the year, Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. I would also like to point out that we had our own end of year awards that you can go back and look at. Yes, you and, can. You know, and it's a way more objective 
you know award show we do have a lot of fun it is you know we don't just poke fun at the competition because you know there isn't competition for us is there we're just a standalone show it doesn't matter um, we don't work for any wrestling company we are not affiliated with anyone yeah that's right although um jordan sometimes insinuates that i'm getting that dixie carter money um well but you know it but this is another thing as well this is another hot take they're talking about um announcer of the year was um excalibur I mean, fuck, I would argue, I mean, Impact Wrestling's got quite a good announced team. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where this is basically a list of AEW people. And the only people so who, that... Who won, who won worst announcer? Wasn't it Michael Cole? It was Michael Cole, but I think it was, it's the other prick that... Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Tom Phillips? No, Justin. Justin? Is it... I can't remember... It, I can't remember his what, name. Next, off to, the... next to Cole, Corey Graves. Corey Graves, yeah. Oh, really? You don't yeah. like him? He's a bit annoying. Um, but, um, yeah, it, the list just don't make. Tag team of the year, Young Bucks. Get the fuck out of here, man. Come on, bruv. It, you even, it weren't even the best team in AEW. I'd have picked FTR. I'd, th- but this is what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's one of them things. Like, it's all well and good. Like, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it makes me laugh, but people on Twitter just didn't like it when we were when we were saying that it was clearly not an impartial list. It was clearly um, agenda driven, you know. Like, but I mean, to be honest with you, the, the awards don't mean shit. I mean, WWE are still well. It says they don't mean shit, but uh, just in case you wanted to alienate any any of the fans that were finding it difficult to pick this up and go, you know what, I'll give them a go. They were tweeting about every last award they won thank you so much wrestling observer new all this stuff you know booker of the year remember oh i mean come on yes booker of the year tony khan yeah. i mean chances are he's let's, not let's even let's be honest the only good booker this year has been booker t <laughs> do you know what i mean he, he, but he's not even probably booking i mean you've probably got if anything you've got arn anderson probably booking you've probably got cody rhodes booking really you've got tully blanchard you've probably got um, jake the snake doing a lot of the booking to to say that tony khan is actually the one doing the booking i mean hell they did call jim Cornette like they they said they never did but jim jim got it you know he's got the calls so yeah what is what is that about let's just uh, explain that well uh, there was an argument on online um uh, they insisted jim made a point saying that AEW had called him had conversation with him this was way back before i think they even started these were then denied and uh i think jim had the proof so these stupid fucks yeah (laughs) But again, yeah, Booker of the Year, you know, goes to his good buddy, Tony Khan. Like, I mean, if we're looking at this from a real objective standpoint, you know, AEW has, yes, it has overtaken NXT. It is the premier show on Wednesday nights if you're going to watch wrestling, but not by a lot. It's 100,000 in the ratings in America anyway. It's not, you know, they lose to Minder most weeks on ITV, you know. (laughs) If we're being brutally honest, they lose to Minder a lot. Um, Tony Khan, you know, seems like a nice guy. Those impact ads are terrifyingly bad. Um, 
I'll get to impact in a minute because I've got a, a question for you. Um, but you know, he's you know, how well did the Jags do this year in the NFL? You know, they're getting an early draft pick next year, aren't they? Um, and how well are Fulham doing these days? 18th, mate. He, he, he drops you know, yeah. too many fingers in too many pies, and he's he's focusing a lot on just standing there on impact like this. Fucking and 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 let's not get started on those little promos on impact they're just all right. all... we'll get to it we'll get to it you know they're shitting all over impact you know it's not yeah. helping them not fair. Um, have a look at this award bro most disgusting promotional tactic of this the was year. this was the one i mentioned just like i brought just like alluded to a minute ago like yeah it's just four things that wwe did nothing not mentioning carrying on that sammy Guevara matt hardy match yeah, Hardy cracked his head on the floor. Yeah, and and not mentioning the other fella getting, which was in our um what the fuck moments um award show where he got knocked out in the ring and they carried on wrestling and he was completely oh. fucking Sparko in the middle of the ring. There has been some absolutely shocking um safety issues that have happened in AEW this past year that have been completely glossed over and they could have cost people their lives. Um, if, we, if we're calling it a promotional tactic, they used the same spot. In the rematch, they used a real spot, you know, a real injury. They, you know, rehashed it in their rematch in their House of Hardy, whatever match, like later on. <clears throat> don't get, don't get us wrong, right? In not impact. I'm talking about the wrong show. Aiden right, has some good stuff, but when you call the man that stands in with his hands in his pockets, the gimmick of the year, I got worries. I got big worries because that is not it's not even a good gimmick. I just you know, and they, they said the worst gimmick of the year was the fiend. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I don't even think it was the worst gimmick, to be honest. No, I mean it's been way the, worse out there. It's 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 clear, like I say, and before we get fucking lambasted, attacked, or whatever for having an opinion, we have said from day one that we want AEW to do well. We want them, but you can't progress as an organization and you can't improve as an organization when you've got loads of yes men circle jerk fucking shit yeah, going on jerk, you know you 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 can't improve if you cannot accept your failings and you can't take criticism you are not going to be able to improve that is something that people have accused wwe of and vince mcmahon of of having a lot of yes men around him and just being a wank fest circle jerk you know it, it's that they, that they don't take criticism and this, that, and the other. But AEW is even worse. And don't even get me started on the fans. These fanboys, they do not ever hear anything negative said against AEW. And they're the first ones to talk about WWE fanboys and WWE marks. Don't hear anything against WWE. You're fucking worse. End of. My personal know? favorite word, Stan. The stands. Stan, WWE stands. Yeah. Fuck you, kiddo. As as we were called in a tweet the other day, in the other day. Something fuck you, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know. So yeah, if you want to say fuck you to us, that, that's fine. But we think this whole shenanigans is just absolutely yeah. laughable. The only one I agree with is female wrestler of the year, Bailey. Um, <laughs> I thought that one was a good one. But that's um, because that's because the uh, female division was neglected for uh, for too long. Hmm. 
in AEW. They have got a tournament going on. It is going quite well. So we can't, you know, let them give them time. Let's see what they can do with it. Best, Again, best non-wrestler to be objective. We try. Yeah, best... Sorry, be... mate, but be... this is another one. Best non-wrestler of the year, Taz. What? Not Paul Heyman? No. Well, yeah, you got the fuck out of here. Paul, you know, Paul Heyman's speeches on Talking Smack have been absolutely brilliant. Like these these pep talks, these pickup speeches that he's giving to talent on this Talking Smack show <clears throat> have been fantastic. Taz. I'm going to use one of your words, meh. Meh, he's meh. He's meh. And if anything, any good that he has done, he probably learned it from Paul Heyman in the first place. Let's not get it <laughs> fucking twisted. Um, has the uh, AEW uh, impact uh, forbidden door nonsense, has it fizzled? I mean, they spent three minutes in, an, in a paid advert just ripping into impact. Didn't work for me. I thought it was pretty. Thought it was pretty cringe. Um, like I said in the tweet that we put out, um, I'm sure it was hilarious in production and in rehearsals. If they had rehearsed it, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. I'm sure they had a lot of fun high fiving each other. But high fiving and circle jerking again. We've said this from time and time again. They're just trying to pop the fucking boys. They're trying to pop the marks, man. They're they're, they're trying to pop the smarks. It, it's that's it. it. They should be, you know, looking to bring in new, you know, more fans, more fans, hundred percent, more fans that aren't looking to watch NXT on a Wednesday night. You know, they should they shouldn't be looking back at NXT. They should be looking forward to picking off Raw next, not by moving to Monday night. That would be a terrible idea. But by by getting more fans by going right, we're only, you know, five hundred thousand behind Raw. How can we get? How can we make that number up? Not oh, we're a hundred thousand ahead of NXT. Let's just leave it. Like, what raw? You mean what the worst show of the year voted in the Observer? Well, I mean, it's been pretty bad. It's been pretty bad, but I mean, have you watched <laughs> Impact recently? Uh, no. That's what I'm talking I, about. I try. And this is this is coming from a TNA Impact fan. I'm looking ahead of me, and I've got TNA figures all hanging off my wall. You're a I've six got a sides TNA... man, don't you? Let's be huh? honest. You're a six sides man, not a not a four 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 sided ring. Six Bro, I, I'll take I'll take four or six. Ooh, um, I'll <laughs> um, I'll take four or six, mate. I'm, I'm a TNA fan. Don't get it twisted. But you know, it, they're not great at the moment. You know, Impact's not great. Um, you know, but it's just it's just I find it hilarious, man. I really do. I just you know, it's... before before we move on to some WWE stuff really quickly, barbed wire death match. Omega and Moxley, how do you make it safe? Well, I mean, you can't, can you? It's barbed wire deathmatch, bruv. I mean, is everything going to be gimmicked? Is well, it no, barbed can... wire and all that stuff? Like, and, you know, in a world where blade jobs were considered unsafe now in wrestling. Well, I mean, you, you've got Omega, thing? you've got Omega doing the Undertaker gimmick and making it in a fucking shed. Like, you know, when, remember the old Undertaker promos when he was making the coffins and that, yeah. you know, and like fucking playing in the wood and shit. You've got Kenny Omega there making the fucking, you know, maybe he's gimmicking the wire, just chopping the ends off or whatever. But don't. the thing is, though, this is another thing. If, if you're going to have a barbed wire death match, it needs to be believable. And if people are wrestling with barbed wire, they're going to bleed for fuck's sake. Like, it, it, Yeah, of course they're going to bleed. It's going to be, a, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a little bit too, uh, too cautious on this one. It, 
I just don't think it's a, I never thought it was a good idea anyway. Um, I, I never really thought it was a good idea when they did them in Japan. I never thought, you know, you know, look at what happened to Sabu when he had a barbed wire match in, in ECW, tore his bicep open or something, didn't he? It, yeah, and then had to tape it back on or whatever. But it, it's, yeah, it, it's one of these things where it's, they're just trying to push how tough the Moxley not and, reward. you know, and, 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 and Omega are. They just keep trying to push how tough these two people are. You know, it's just, it's getting a bit boring now, man. They've got one of the most charismatic wrestlers on their roster in MJF, and he's just fading into oblivion. He was the hottest thing a few months ago. You know, he was the most... The Bucks now, so... Well, yeah, but this is the thing, you know what I mean? You, you switch it up, fam. Everyone, all, all their, their fanboys are talking about this long booking, long booking. Long booking doesn't mean just keeping a chump with the title for as long as you can fucking keep it on them just because. Now, it's like, don't get me wrong, no. we spoke about this before a long time ago. We saw Sammy Guevara as a breakout. Possible breakout. Hundred percent. He made his. He made mistakes. He had to go to counselling or something. He's out of the inner circle. What for? What? He's not. He's not challenging a champion. He's not doing. He's not doing anything. He, he's again fading into oblivion Big because they're gone. Big moment gone. And they they, they dropped the ball. They've dropped the ball with him. Recycled Matt Hardy into a low budget million dollar man. Yes. I mean, mate. And when I say that, I mean, you know, Matt Hardy, the lesser Hardy, because I cannot think of anyone more overrated right now than Matt Hardy. And that's a take from me. That's not from Chris. That is my take on some part of wrestling. And, you know, and the geezer would turn up and let his brother do all the moves. Come well, on. Well, I mean, yeah, all right. I mean, that's a hot take because yeah. I, I still think he could work. I thought Matt Hardy 2.0 was quite good. Um, but Matt Hardy's promos have always been very good. Um, they've been pretty good. But, um, you know, <laughs> um, and he, but his brother Jeff is still doing bits in WWE. You know, he was in Elimination Chamber, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, and we haven't spoken about that, the Elimination Chamber. Well, we haven't spoken. Time, time consuming, you know, elimination chamber aside. Um, Edge has picked Roman Reigns as his WrestleMania main event. Uh, it could be Roman, it could be Daniel Bryan. I think they're going to go at fast lane. Uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan, pretty sure it's going to be Roman. Uh, and Bianca Belair picked Sasha Banks, so that's going to be fun as well. WrestleMania, yeah, I mean, you know, they they just add, I can't, I can't see Bianca Belair beating Sasha. Maybe she will. I, I think maybe Sasha's tired. I think she's she's been, you know, really full on. She's been doing bits for a long time um, and she deserves a bit of a break, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, Bailey. I mean, I, there's still... WWE, despite what people want to say, they've got a good roster of people um, they've got a lot of wrestlers and they still do really good stuff, you know, sporadically, though it might be at times. And, I, and I'll tell you this. I, we have a, a, a retro wrestling podcast and I'll be honest, I wasn't keeping up with the modern 
WWE product. I really wasn't, even though I've had the network for fucking years. That's I have his favorite wrestler, Brock Lesnar, wasn't on the show. No, but that's that. That's it. You know, um, Brock weren't on there. No, but Brock can't draw a dime, bruv. Apparently, <laughs> compared to some. Um, but anyway, like you know, I wasn't keeping up with it. But of recent, you know, since the end of last year and that, I've been watching every WWE pay per view. I've been catching up on Raw and SmackDown. I've been watching NXT. I've been watching bits of NXT UK. And I tell you, who's another good commentary team? NXT UK, really good commentary team. Maybe I'm biased because I'm from the UK and I, you know what I'm saying? But we fucking love our wrestling. You know what I mean? And and I do you agree that the NXT UK commentary team is pretty good? Good one. Very good one. You know, it's for me, I, I have been keeping up with WWE now. I've watched Elimination Chamber. I watched the Rumble. I watch like I've been keeping up with it and I made a mistake, you know, I, I poo-pooed it a lot and I was, I, I don't think I was as bad as the AEW fanboys when AEW started, but I had high hopes, you know, I had a semi on and I thought, great, you know, Chris Jericho, JR, you know, all there's, these. There's the hot that we still have high hopes it, and it can all be, you know, fixed. It's, not, it's none of these things are, you know, unfixable. I'll tell you another thing they didn't like, though, when I posted a meme on Twitter, when uh, when I posted that picture of Sting after he took that powerbomb. Oh, they didn't like that. One-year-olds be taking powerbombs. I mean, Mae Young was way older than that when she went through the tables. but <laughs> she Don't make it right, God damn it. Oh, <laughs> Mae. Uh, yeah, I, yeah we'll, we'll get to all that. But I think, I think we should leave it where it is. We should tell the wonderful people you know, that are still listening after us, you know, dig out everything and anything in wrestling that you can like and subscribe to this channel. We, we, you, we haven't had the opportunity for a few weeks and that to fucking dig shit out. So, you know, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, you can check us out on YouTube, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast on YouTube. Ch- uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Chat Grapple Pops. Uh, it's down here in the bottom corner. You can check us out on Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, Castbox, um, you know, Listen Note, Stitcher, um, fucking Amazon Podcast, Google Podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on every single podcast platform imaginable. And um, also, can we just mention, dude, about the, the new uh, champion in WWE as well, unless people have been living under a rock? The new champion. Oh, the Miz. Yes. Or oh, you talking about Bad Bunny? Oh, fucking Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah. no, I think he's talking about the Miz. Um, I'm, I'm very happy about for the Miz. Miz. I don't, you know, the guy busts his hump. I like the Miz. I think he's fucking great, man. You know, we got, I we really got no do. problems with him picking up a title, however short the reign may be. You know, which could be short. It could only take him to WrestleMania. And if all the people that are saying that Miz is a boring champion, just wait until fucking Lashley gets a bell. Then you'll see a boring Ooh, champion. Hang on a minute. Yeah, fucking, I'm not a fan of Lashley, no. bruv. Even if MVP did all the talking for him. Well, even so, that makes it even worse that he can't chat. But no. um, it's it's one of them things where, I, 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 on paper, Bobby Lashley should be the best thing going, you know, today. And he... he He's he's, he's <laughs> the following take is brought to you by Chris. He, he's also living proof that the WWE doesn't have a wellness policy, but um, 
we'll leave it there. <laughs> you know MVP's pissing for him. Anyway, we will um we will skip that and just say congratulations to the Miz. <laughs> Because I thought it was really good the way it was done. We've had to leave the DeLorean running because Chris is going to get caught up by Lashley any minute. You fucking know. (laughs) So we have hopped in and we have hit 88 miles really quickly. We're getting the fuck out of here and we're going to Trump Plaza. It's April the 2nd, 1989. And this is WrestleMania 5. Atlantic City, New Jersey. Like the... The cheaper, less fun version of Vegas, apparently. Um, <laughs> official attendance, 18,946. It doesn't look like that, but it could well be. The pay-per-view buys. Now, this is a good one. 767,000 pay-per-view buys. This is a record that wouldn't get beat for 10 years. It was a big draw. 15. Yeah, massive you know. draw. Well, you think about why as well, because you think about the gap, the, the year that had just been from WrestleMania 4, which was also at Trump Plaza, um, and between WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania 5, this, this, this event, you've got, you've had a year of Macho Man Randy Savage as champion, you've had the mega powers, you've had a lot of stuff going on. It's been a big year and it's been a big build up to this. And we've also had the, you know, the Saturday night main event, uh, before it, just building it up and just talking about how Hogan and Macho Man are going to be going against each other and how Liz is piggy in the middle. You know, great stuff. It is. It's a, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a main event that <clears> pretty much sells the show. There might be one other match that you might consider being a selling point of the show, but this is, this is the show that definitely you know, is the selling point. The mega powers do explode. Is Liz going to be in anyone's corner? The answer, she answers that question on that Saturday night's main event by saying no. So let's get to it. America the Beautiful, sung sort of by rocking, a petrified rocking Robin. She was rabbit in the headlights, wasn't she, bless her? She was, it's like someone cancelled and they said, oh, you can sing, can't you? Fucking get up there, go on. Current women's champion here as well, rocking... Poor Rockin' Robin, she was just chucked out there and said, sing it, woman. Sing it, bitch. And oh, she gave it a, a go, but yeah, it did not go more. It were all right. She done all right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> One of the more, and this, uh, this, this show went on, that I realised how underrated these two were as a commentary team. Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse the Body Ventura. Their banter was, I mean, it's completely different to, you know, Heenan and Gorilla because, you know, Heenan was chicken shit. He was always, you know, he'd always, you know, back down. Whereas Jesse would, Jesse worked in the ring. He was always, you know, a big name and he always wanted to, you know, give back and push back on Gorilla. It was pretty good. Like they would, especially when they're arguing about how old each other was and stuff like that. Oh, it's great. You know, it's, um, you know, there was another moment when uh, Gorilla said, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm retired. And then Jesse goes, yeah, me too. And he goes, what, glad you retired? He goes, no, glad you retired. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the banter was impeccable because I love Jesse the Body Ventura on the mic. I love Gorilla. Um, this was this was an event, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, where... Jesse Ventura wasn't going to be involved, but it was sold to certain closed circuit 
um, companies and cable companies that Jesse the Body Ventura would be involved. And Vince had to go cap in hand to Jesse Ventura and basically say, look, pay him a lot of money. Pay him a lot of money, but say, look, we need you on the show because the cable companies, they, 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 because he was big, he, he'd just done a load of movies, didn't he? He'd done, you know, I think the Running Man had already come out. Yeah, I don't know if he, you know, he'd done that already, but he, yeah, he's, he's already in Hollywood at this point. Yeah, you know, and literally, like, he even says, he goes, I've been paid a lot of money to be here and I'm going to do my job, you know, yeah. when he was after his Hogan rant. We'll get to that. Uh, so, yeah, first up, we have a very regal entrance from King Haku, who's with Bobby the Brain Heenan, taking on a trim Hercules. Hercules has slimmed down here. He's slimmed down. He was, he's still pretty meaty. Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, he's not even in the running. This is how how, you know interest in 89 is you know with uh that wellness policy not existing yeah, um, right. yeah the, the the shakes are being knocked back plenty in the in this era and uh yeah herc's trim again quick short matches here at wrestlemania 5 short not great matches some of them and this is the first of many yes um not a great match is it is pretty gimmicky you've got two two guys who you know can work and that you know what i mean it's um bobby the brain heenan's first of many matches on the card um you've you've got you know hercules swinging the chain you've got like you say king haku coming in and heenan saying everybody get up off your feet and bow uh, get up on your feet and bow for king haku um yeah i mean it's it's a it's a very short, very um, simple match. With little of note, apart from a beautiful backbreaker. Yeah. You know, the, the selling was brilliant. The execution was brilliant as yeah. well. Um, Herc wins it with a back suplex. And that's it. I mean, there's it's not much. much. Yeah, it's not a lot to go on here. Now, <laughs> I mean, we can move on from this because Mean Gene is with the Rockers. Uh, and Shawn Michaels is licking his lips and sweating hard. Yeah, I wonder, wonder why. Yeah. Mm. Um, that common side effect from a certain substance. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> at this point, we all know Michaels can will become an excellent promo later on down the line because he worked on it and becomes the guy in the 90s. The Rockers are not a good promo here. I was, But, but the, uh, is this the one where they were out partying all night? The night before, um, yes, I think so. Uh, I, I, I think so. Yeah, because we spoke about it in our last one. Yeah, uh, it was. They were out all night and they were in the bar, and then they had to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot get over the leaking of the lips and this heavy sweating. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean they're fucked. Them. They're absolutely fucked. Um, and then we get to one of the best. You know, wrestling themes going. Josh Soul Bro starts playing, and it's the Twin Towers. We've got you know Boss Man and the African Dream. Akeem is giving it all of this on its way to the ring. It's, I mean, <laughs> Akeem is just crazy. The gimmick, yeah. man. It's, a, I mean, it's a wildly, you know, sort of inappropriate gimmick, but screw it, man. The eighties, the eighties. They're going for it. It's 89, baby. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's Twin Towers against the Rockers. 
slicks in the corner of the towers. Shawn Michaels does a moonwalk to zero reaction. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I've got a quick question. Yo. Is the African Dream a dusty parody? I would think yes. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's very, he's very similar in the mannerisms uh, in certain ways. Um, it, it, I think it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a Mickey take. I'm sure um, one man gang might tell you different. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they were not adverse to a dusty piss take parody. Hence, we've got Virgil, Virgil yeah. um, in this event coming up soon. So, yeah, I'm sure it was a piss take. <laughs> we get a vicious clothesline from Akeem, which is sold wonderfully. Um, again, this match, I remember it getting lots of good reviews going back. I don't, I'm not feeling it. It was all right. I mean, it probably got the good reviews off the back of uh, a few of the Rockers double team moves. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, just, it was, it was a, it was probably good for its time. But I mean, in on the, on the, on the scale of things, it wasn't amazing or anything like that. It was, you know, it was, it was all right. It was good. It was good. Um, Shawn Michaels is caught mid-air for a powerbomb. I like that. That was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. The Air Africa splash. Yeah. <laughs> for a three count. And I mean, again, it's it's okay. It's not, I, again, it doesn't hold up, I think. I think that's more of a yeah. product now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Tony Schiavone, there's someone we forgot who, you know, who worked for the WWF at this point. Uh, he uh he's interviewing Ted and Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Um, he says that Beefcake ain't cutting his hair. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of his interview. Yeah, I mean, he, he talks about um someone like me with clout and money, like Donald Trump. Um, you know, we 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 we're luxurious and we spend money on our appearance. You know, and he, you you're not cutting this hair. Um, and I'm I'm a person who knows one or two things about luxurious hair. Oh. Um, I wouldn't let Brutus cut it either. <laughs> um, our first appearance of Donald Trump on one of the main cameras is in this one. Um, Ted DiBiase goes to shake hands with the Donald or you know, Mr. President, whatever you want to call him, former <laughs> president, you know, whatever. Um, it is Ted, who's uh, with Virgil against Brutus by Beefcake. Gets a nice pop of Brutus. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty hot at this time. And if I remember correctly, this match was actually quite long. It's longer than some of the others. I mean, it's right. It's not as long as some of the skits that we've got to get to. but <laughs> All the movie trailers. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. I've got a special present to show you and all. Oh, no. It's not, And it's not my bell that I need people to be touching. No, it's not. It's just that framed that framed poster again, isn't it? No, something better than that, baby. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for this. Um, Ted's bumping big early. Um, he's you know selling the hell out of it, calling for timeouts, and you know he's he's being a proper proper sweet here. It's he? so good. Um, but Jesse is the star of this match. 
Amazing. He says he was on the plane with Farrah Fawcett and, you know, they couldn't keep her away from him. He had to call for stewardess's help. <laughs> like, yeah, and poor Gorilla's, like, trying to feign that he's not, you know, he's making it all up. It's uh, it's, it's really good. Um, Virgil does get involved, as expected. Now, I'm a bit of a sucker for a double clothesline spot. Love it. Done well, it's always good. Yeah. I'm not the only one, thank God. No, no, especially if it hits hard and it looks good yeah. and it's timed well. Um, I love them. Great stuff. The double downs, as they call them. And uh, yeah, um, Virgil does carry on getting involved, lays in the outside. Um, in the midst of all this mucking about, it's a double count out. Really unsatisfactory finish. Yeah, it was a weird finish. I don't know what they were going for. I'm guessing they were looking to protect both. Ted probably had a feud coming up later on with Jake Snake. Yeah, as noted. um, Brutus had a SummerSlam main event on the way. So it was probably worth protecting him too. Um, Beefcake uh, ends up laying out both, uh, sends them packing. Not how I, you know, not something I enjoyed, but. Again, it's, I understand protecting them both. If you wanted to protect them fully, you'd have put them in against people that could job. Yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes, bless God love that man. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's at brunch with the bushwhackers and he's trying to get an interview out of them whilst they're eating pancakes. Yeah, and they're just talking with a mouthful of... Oh, yeah. You know. Um, it was... Still probably made more sense than the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up is the fabulous Rougeos uh, with Jimmy Hart. Um, the Rougeos have been announced from uh, from Memphis here. You know, these all-American boys. Oh, yeah. I did. I, there's a nice touch. I thought that was good fun. Um, and they are against the Bushwhackers. I know they're a good personal close friend of mine's favourite team. So Mike Hill, Mickey, um, I know how much you love the Bushwhackers. We're going to spend the next half an hour talking about how great they are. So stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse says that they're on the joy juice. They're on the joy juice. It, I, I mean, kind of juice. Yeah, it's, Jesse's um, amazing. You know, what he brings to... Like you say, him and Gorilla was was a great partnership. You know, it really was. Um, you know, he he was selling it, and um, it was good, and everybody was happy. <laughs> so yeah, um, crowd aren't into it. What the match? Yeah, yeah, it was shit, mate. Um, <laughs> it was shit again. But Jesse and Gorilla are having good banter, so it sort of keeps you entertained. Especially if you're sitting there trying to watch it, like, and you can't turn it off because you've got to write something down about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a bit of an upset, the Bushwhackers get a get a win here with a double gut buster. Yeah, they get a, they get a big win because yeah. the Rougeos are doing the heel thing, celebrating before they've won, and uh, they come with the uh, battering ram, and uh, yeah, they get. Or the um, poor Sean Mooney gets licked on the face. He does. By yeah, he's out there with the crowd. He had some weird assignments or Mooney this one, this show, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, he was all over the place. But yeah, at this point, he's in the IOA and he gets licked by a bushwhacker. Um, man gets licked by a bushwhacker. That sounds terrifying as a headline. 
<laughs> Have you ever been licked by a fat man in an overcoat? <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Ventura <laughs> sleep is he, what he called the sleeper match. Um, or he predicts it's going to be the sleeper match before it goes on. Mr. Yeah. Perfect and the Blue Blazer. And technically, this is excellent. Oh, it's a great match. You know, um, you've got a super face and a mega heel. Um, both of them technically gifted. Um, you know, it's, it's fucking, it, it's great, really. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, good, good stuff. You know, even, I mean, the fans are invested in this, you know, again, like I said, technically excellent. There's a beautiful belly to belly, um, as well as a, uh, almost like a baseball slide drop kick. And the blazer had a, had a knack for getting that just right. He did, um, even on that Saturday night's main event, he did the dive through the ropes, didn't he? Onto the million dollar man. Yeah, that's right. And it, it, it was, it was great. You know, it weren't, one of the hokey spots where someone's standing there for 10 minutes waiting for someone to fucking come. Uh, it was, it was great, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, apparently uh, Jesse thinks he, he might know who the blue blazer is. He at did this point in a way. Yeah. He's no, he said he, he doesn't deal with rumors. Um, he only deals with facts. So he wasn't a hundred percent sure, but he was close to finding out who it was. I said he caught up with Larry the ax as well. Yeah, that's right. It's about a 24-inch neck. <laughs> and he said uh, he wanted to slim down and lose lose some weight. And he said, yeah, just lose two inches off your off your neck and that'll do it. Yeah. Um, really close call on a crucifix pin, which had the crowd like super into it. Yeah. But um, it does go the way of perfect. There is a perfect plex, as Jesse calls it. He's correct gorilla. Yeah. Um, for the win. It's very good. It's, I mean, I can't talk about that one enough if we had more time i think we would but it's uh yeah it's really nice and then we have a big surprise yeah jesse's uh, jesse's big surprise which is uh think introducing him is uh at the commentary booth and he just sort of flexes and waves for a minute <clears throat> which is fine <laughs> like, I, I think that was again pop. yeah he does get a good pop but i think that's another thing as well just as a little nod to the fact that he was paid a lot of money to be there on that night and his presence wanted to be, it needed to be noted for the crowd as well, you know, because obviously they're not going to know necessarily he's on commentary because the commentary yeah, booth was yeah. quite high up. Now I have a quick question before we get on to this next bit. Did you watch VHS version? No, no. Um, because I was I was at my computer, so I. But I do have I've, I've got uh, I've got two different versions of this on VHS. I've got the um, the legacy box set version, and I've also got like the standalone VHS version. But no, I, I watched this on the network. Very cool. Yeah, I, I watched on the network too. Um, poor Alfred, he's doing the run around after brunch. He's had to go to a five k run. And um, Mr. Fuji is taking part in this 5K run um, in full suit. Yeah, in full suit with cane and hat and everything. He doesn't break a sweat. Oh, it's fantastic. Great. Master Fuji. Master Fuji. In, yeah. in tip-top condition for his match later on in the show. Um, then we get the Run DMC WrestleMania rap. 
Oh, Trump's loving this as well. Oh, he's all over it. He's um, fucking loving it. I'll give him. I'll give Run DMC this one. They didn't get the best sort of reception. I think they're in the wrong town for a start. Um, the the crowd is a. I'm pretty sure it's not a rap crowd. It's a New Jersey. Yeah. Crowd in it. Yeah. But they are looking fresh and fly. Oh, dude, they were fucking on point, man. And yeah. and you know the lyrics were WrestleMania wrestling based. Um, you know, fair play to him, man. Yeah. But yeah, they um, yeah, that was a it was a WrestleMania rap, and it was a I, I enjoyed it. I was uh, just sort of sitting here, just I was admiring the the clubber. To be honest, it was a it was a really like tip top stuff. Really this good. This is eighty nine. This is peak oh, Run yeah. DMC. Yeah. Um, they recap the Fuji heel turn from Survivor Series, or the the sort of the double switch, wasn't yeah. it? Um, Demolition went babyface and Powers of Pain. Well, I never really thought we're a babyface team in the first place with a name like that. Um, turned heel, so and joined with Master Fuji. That's right. Uh, mean jeans with um, demolition, and they keep referring to Fuji as Fuji and Stooge. Fuji and Stooge. They kept doing it before, didn't they? On the old um, yeah. so on on the uh, WrestleMania Five debates. If you want to watch that on YouTube, debates. they're on YouTube, and also on the Saturday Night Main Event, they were talking about Fuji the Stooge. Yeah, excellent. Um, Fuji and Stooge. Now this is a this is a promo that. I was really into. It was loud. It was aggressive. It was everything an '80s promo should be: shouting and sweating and aggression. Yeah, and good. I was into it. Like it wasn't like listening to Marty Jannetty. You know, we're gonna rock and roll, strut and start stroll, and you know, yeah, get on the gear in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. Um, it is a tag team title match. It is the powers of pain and Mr. Fuji in a handicap match taking on the champions demolition. Um, I mean, demolition's gear though. I mean, yikes. <laughs> Who told bit, them that was a good idea? It's a bit like I say, I always look as a kid, I never really questioned it. When you grow up and you look at it, you do think bring out the gimp, you know, <laughs> Didn't you? It's just, it's proper like Pulp Fiction fucking bring out the gimp style, man. All they're missing is a ball in their mouth um, and it's your proper S&M shit. It is like, yeah, man, studied fucking, yeah. It always struck me as weird when I was when I grew up, you know, that, um, that two grown men walking around in sadomasochism outfits. But in this match, we have our first contender for our, you know, welcome it back, everyone. It's the Ico Pro Award. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Warlord. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. He was, um, he was ripped Roni. Yeah, he is knocking down them shakes. I don't think they're the Road Warrior shakes, but. Yeah, the, uh... <laughs> they're not the Road Warrior shakes. Where were the Road Warriors at this time? WCW. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't hit the WF till what nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we spoke about that as well. They left. They left um, after teaming up with Norman, didn't they, or someone like that? On yeah. The show and they yeah. ended up leaving like the month later. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was nineteen ninety. Um, Again, another stiff clothesline from Axe on the Barbarian. Really like that. It was good stuff. Um, the crowd have fallen asleep. 
Yeah, they were they were they were lulled at this point. It was a, a low point. Um, Fuji, God love him. They sent him to the top rope. Fuji was still going at this time as well, man. Like you know what I mean? He, he uh, you know, former champion as well, Mister Fuji. Yeah, they send him former tag team champion. They do send him to the top. He misses a flying, possibly leg drop, I think. Yeah. Um, the hot tag to smash does get things going though, and it does, uh, it does bring things back. It brings things to life in that in in the crowd. Um, Fuji ends up throwing the ceremonial salt at Warlord by mistake, and Demolition get a win. That's, uh, and and still. Yeah, and still that was uh, yeah. Um, poor Tony Schiavone. Um, I'm pretty sure he thought he was going to get the number one spot here in the WWF when he flipped over from the NWA. He's interviewing a door because Randy Savage clears him off. Yeah, get 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 out of here. I told you no interviews. And off he went. Uh, our second Ico Pro contender is up next. Dino Bravo. Yeah. Fucking unit of a man. Oh, absolutely. He's out here with Frenchie Martin. He's going to set to take on rugged Ronnie Garvin. But before they start the match, for some reason, yeah, they bring out Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Yeah, really weird how they did it as well. They literally roll him out. He gets into the ring, does his signature sort of hand signals. Yeah. And then gets out the ring and walks off. Because when it, he, he came back for a little bit, didn't he? This is not because he, he's got a Hasbro um, figure. So he must have been around, you know, 1990, 91. So I, it's weird how I always do things by the Hasbros when you're looking at the 90s. Think of a Hasbro and there it is. That's yeah, the- who had a Hasbro. So, yeah, Snooker, for some reason, he'd been out for a while. Uh, injured or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, they, they even say... Gorilla says we're going to be seeing a lot more from the Super One. So, uh, yeah, he was he was coming back, but it was really weird how they did it before the match. Yeah, they just kind of they introduced the two guys, and then you you bring that. If anything, do it before the match starts. I thought, just I say, thought he was going to be a special referee. Oh, that's what I thought when they were bringing him down. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you would think. Um, Dino jumps uh, Ronnie at the bell. Um, Ronnie Garvin's pin attempts are hilariously classic. Oh yeah, like they just—he just keeps diving onto him to try and get pins, and it's uh, yeah, it it doesn't go well. He just keeps getting like sort of like lobbed off. It's like, um, quick quick question for you, um, were the body donners a rib uh, on rugged Ronnie Garvin? I can't imagine so, but I mean, I don't I don't remember seeing any sort of workout vids from Ronnie Garvin. No, it was more the hair. The, the, how, the, like, if you look at Chris Candido and that, like in the Body Donners, their hair is literally rugged Ronnie Garvin, like yeah. straight, like it, you know, it looks like that you watch to it, yeah, like buzz, um, uh, buzz cut from Beavers and Butthead. It's got a haircut of Major Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers. Yeah, it is. It's literally that. Do you know what I mean? And the fucking the gym teacher from Beavers and Butthead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Rugged Ronnie Garvin, though, we shouldn't take them piss. He was the NWA world champion for a little bit. Didn't he? I'm sure he beat Flair and lost it back to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, skipping on, because this isn't this isn't your, you know, six-star match, um, as Meltz would say. Oh, it's been, no, 12-star um, match. Side suplex and Canada's strongest man wins the match. Um, 
poor Frenchie gets hit with the Garvin stomp though, which is a great move. Oh, I love the you gotta love the Garvin stomp getting stomped nine, you know, 360 degrees, yeah. getting stomped on every single orifice and fucking <laughs> limb. Um, next up, this is I mean, this could this could have been excellent. I think it was just didn't really pan out that way because they had a they had an angle to play out. Um, yeah, it's the brain busters with Bobby Heenan, and that's you know, Arn and Tully, you know, two phenomenal workers against Strike Force. You know, Rick Martel, Tito Santana again, phenomenal workers. It could have been brilliant. There was a frantic start, you know, Tito. Tito and uh, Rick Martel take the take the lead as such. Chico. Chico, Chico, as Jesse would call him. Cheap calling him Chico. Yeah, terrible, terrible. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Yeah. I mean, don't don't you think that Rick Martel was in absolutely fucking fantastic shape here? Great shape, yeah. Possible contender for the Ikai Pro as well. Bought borderline. I think I think Warlord and Dino are, are in there. I think there's one or two more to come as well. Yeah, I've got my shout for it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, it's going really well. This match has been laid out. The double teams are fine. They have really good stuff. And then Tito lays out uh, Rick Martel with the uh, flying forearm. Yeah. Or as Bobby Heenan once called it, the flying jalapeno. The fire, flying jalapeno. I mean, <laughs> the, like you say, that angle was what was getting played out. But it takes away from how good Tully and Arn are in this match because... Working as a tag team, they were great. When they were selling, they were absolutely great. Um, They've even got Tully, like at one point when they're in control, sort of prancing into the ring. And I just, I thought, man, I forgot how charismatic Tully was. Oh, they're fucking great, man. And, you know, the, I, I swear we've said on a different show when I've asked the question, are Tully and Arn in the Hall of Fame as a separate entity from the no, Horsemen? No. And they're not, are they? No. And they won't be now. Because which is because yeah. this was the question that was asked when yeah. when we were on our previous show because they're in AEW are they ever going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame as a separate entity yeah. and you know but think about the work that Arn Anderson did as a as a an agent for WWE for years and years and years. Well, Arn, Arn dropped uh, dropped the ball on his own podcast. I think it was this week, wasn't it, or last week, when he said that. People from Hollywood shouldn't be coming to wrestling and stuff like that. He was referencing Bad Bunny, I think. Oh, uh, right. And, and you know, celebrities shouldn't be on these on the wrestling shows when the company he works for had Mike Tyson, Shaq, Shaq. You know these types. You know, I'm pretty no. Stephen Amell hasn't been on AEW yet, has he? No. No, so I'm, I'm sure that was Snoop Dogg. They had Snoop Dogg. They had Snoop, just like WWE did. Like, it was a it was a a mistimed sort of comment from on. Or maybe maybe it's something that he's tried to put across backstage, and he's just having a JR moment. He's frustrated, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, I've fucking said this so many times, but we don't need that focus on the wrestling. Possibly, you know. On does do the uh, flare top rope spot here. Yeah, get launched from the top. Um, Rick Martel's been on the ring apron selling this forearm forever. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. And he has sold it, and then he uh, refuses a tag and walks out. Yeah. And uh, we get a beautiful spike pile driver. I mean, I know pile drivers aren't a thing in wrestling much anymore, but 
you know, two guys like that, you save as ours, isn't you? But 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 the, this is the thing as well. If anything, if they want to bring legitimacy and air of legitimacy back to it, the then the spike power drive pole driver is a perfect thing. I still remember in WCW when the horseman got Paul Orndorff and they spike pole drived him on the concrete on Nitro. I mean, they looked like they fucking spiked him, and he, you know, he was fucked for a little while, weren't he? He was out. This this does call the end to any wrestling on this show for a little while <laughs> because we have got a very long segment. And, it's huge. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a spike powder for him. Mean Gene is with Rick Martel. Tito Santana got what he deserved, apparently. Um, yeah. He was riding his coattails for too long. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I believe this is almost the birth of the model. It is. We're get we're getting there. We're getting close to the the, the model. I I well, always hell of a want, gimmick. I'll give you that. Oh, dude, the 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 rod the model Rick Martel. I always wanted one of them badges. You know, one of the massive badges that says yes, I'm a model. You know, I just. If anyone oh, knows where we can get one, send us a message. Or make me a fucking badge, <laughs> please, That's someone. Um, next up is Piper's pit. Um. But, uh, you know, after going through uh, a load of accolades, an introduction like no other from Fink, he uh, brings out Brother Love, old Brucey. Oh, I love you. <laughs> when I say Brucey, I don't mean Bruce Forsyth either. <laughs> good game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good game, good that's game. A, that's, a, that's a British reference for anyone not, you know, listening in the UK. Um, he hosted... Hey, is Bruce Forsyth... He hosted... Yeah, Go he on. was dead, yeah. Is he still with us? No, uh, I thought he was like 128 no. still. No, he he. But for those listening, he he hosted everything, every game show you can think of. Bruce had some sort of involvement, and even later on, he was hosting Strictly. So. Mate, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Okay, I was born early 80s. Okay, I was born 1982. The the one of the best fucking game shows ever to be on TV was the Generation Game. Okay. I don't give a shit. Hate on me if you want, you know. Catch us on on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Get involved in the conversation. Um, American people, get on YouTube if you're listening. Type in Bruce Forsyth's Generation Game. What's on the board, Miss Ford? When I was growing up as a kid, do you know what I mean? She was Peng. Um, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, you know, Rosemary Ford on the board. Um, Bruce Forsyth Generation Game was the shit. Yeah, but we're not talking about Bruce Forsyth. We are talking about Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard aka yeah. Brother Love. Brother Love, the man with the, the man with the podcast. Uh, <laughs> he does come out. He does. He does his. Uh, he does his best Roddy impression, which is funny. I'll give him that. Pretty not a bad impression. Yeah. Um, and without any in- introduction, they bring out Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, one of the most. Let me pick my words correctly. No, no, um, annoying, slimy, um, obnoxious people. I think I've ever seen on TV. Like he's just—I think that's his gimmick. That's his shtick. Um, but yeah, that's, that's because Joey Ryan doesn't have a TV show, right? Dude, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, Morton Downey Jr. How did, how did all those lo- lawsuits go, Joey? Oh, that's right. Suck it, dickhead. Oh, dude. <laughs> so, 
Um, sorry, that's, that's just me. Um, any, any, anywho, yeah. Any, any thoughts uh, on this show? And not necessarily the thoughts of Chat Crapple and Cheap Pots podcast. No, they, they are, in fact, no, they are. <laughs> Actually, fuck it. He's a cat. Come at me, man. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Morton Downey does come out. Um, he tells the brother love, he goes, You ain't running nothing, fat boy. <laughs> that's right. And he, yeah, he says, insults uh, are very, very behind the times, aren't they? Oh, they're very much, you know, I don't, anyone dressed like you, I don't want them to love me and all this, you know. Brother Love at this point is wearing a kilt. Yes, he's wearing a kilt, yeah. Um, It's, yeah. Now this is where, I mean, Roddy finally comes out, so the fans are a bit weary when they play his music again, because he doesn't get a pop until they actually see him. I thought it was, when I first watched it, you know, they had a habit of bringing out like midgets or like people who were, I was half expecting, you know, some kind of midget or some kind of, you know, piss take Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, but Roddy does come out. Roddy gets into the ring. Um, and at this point, I don't know if you caught it, but Morton's throwing his socks into the crowd. Didn't see that, did he? Yeah. Well, he took his shoes he, off he, and he, threw he some... his shoes off and starts, takes off his socks and just launches them into the crowd. It's... I mean, if you're talking about slimy and weird, I mean, that's that's up there. That's fucking Tony Atlas having people, women oh. walk on him, foot fetish kind of shit, isn't it? Oh, and there we go. Tony <laughs> Atlas has made his way onto it. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe because I was listening to, um, listening to the shoot interview with our good friend, uh, our, our, one of our favourites, uh, Teddy Long. And he was talking about uh, Tony Atlas having a bit of a foot fetish and people, women walking all over him and that. And just you said about him taking off his shoes and throwing his socks into the crowd and it just yeah, yeah, um, popped into my head. He also, when uh, when Roddy is essentially chewing out Brother Love, he's throwing cigarettes at him. Yeah. It's, it's like Morton doesn't really know what to do here. He doesn't know how to just sit and behave. Yeah, it's like a, a kid with... Uh, you know, just just sitting there, just can't sit still, can't behave. And uh, I think he was trying to just get involved, but couldn't get involved, if you yeah, know what I mean. He wait just wanted, yeah. wanted a bit of the limelight, fam, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, Roddy does, uh, he just, he, so he just, you know, takes the, takes the piss out of Brother Love, whips off the kilt to no reaction whatsoever. But the fans, I'm pretty sure the fans weren't here to see Roddy go at Brother Love because they they were into Roddy and Morton going at it. Yeah, because Morton, I, I assume Morton Downey Jr. was, I mean, we're English, so probably we wouldn't have, you know, we would have no fucking idea when they wheel this motherfucker out um, who he is. That's like, you know, that's like to an American crown, then bringing like Johnny Vaughan out or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no one's going to fucking know who him and Denise. Van I don't think we know who he is anymore, do we? Oi, yeah, they... <laughs> leave Johnny Vaughan alone. All right, I'll tell you what, him and um, what remember they had a show? He had one with the guy Buller, Ricky Groves. No, they had a show on BBC, it was fucking great. <clears throat> But anyway, yeah, yeah, you'd... we we I'm, I'm sure he was um 
you know, Morton Danny Jr. was a big deal. So, yeah, the crowd were really into the, the back and forth with um, Piper. But Piper fucking... I mean, we had Santino Morella on the on the podcast, Anthony, the other week, and we were talking to him about, um, you know, uh, Roddy Piper's stiff... He was telling us about his stiff slaps. Well, yeah. when uh, Morton Downey Jr. doesn't stop blowing smoke in literally blowing smoke in Piper's face. Piper really does do a job on him with the uh, fire does. extinguisher. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Morton Downey starts blowing smoke in uh, Roddy Piper's face. Piper tells him to stop. Calls him Morticia for some reason. Um, don't really yeah. get that reference, but uh, it's Morticia from the Adams family, isn't it? Yeah, but. I don't know. Does he doesn't really look like her, does he? <laughs> no, just calling it. It's just one of those like outdated calling someone a girl, isn't it? Possibly, yeah. Um, Morton makes a, a mama joke at Roddy. Um, doesn't go down well. Uh, Piper's just starting to get into this. I can tell. Like he's just starting to sort of turn the heat up a bit. Uh, Morton also calls him a transvestite. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, weird. Uh, still blowing the smoke in his face, and then Piper does get the fire extinguisher after asking for a cigarette. Um, yeah, and he goes, "Oh man, right on the undercarriage as well." Oh, dude, he's nuts! Yeah, and 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 it's literally at the point where Morton Downey Jr. Ha- is holding onto his leg, basically saying he's like tapping out, basically saying, "Look, yeah. just stop, man," because. You know, I, I doubt Morton Downey Jr., the amount of cigarettes he smokes, he's probably not got great lung capacity. So he was spraying him. You see the sort of, you see where like Piper's making his way up the aisle and Morton's trying to get at Roddy Piper is being held, held off by like security and like, you know, the Trump Plaza stuff. They're all sort of stopping him because he looks pretty, pretty angry. Oh, he's pissed. He's, <laughs> he's fucking pissed. Distinguished. But the thing is, the last thing he wants to do is is do anything to Roddy Piper because Roddy would probably legit just fucking slap him up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't think Morton Downey Jr. is used... I, I think his character, he's used to being the aggressor and yeah. the instigator. And I don't think he liked being put in his place like that. I don't think it was probably explained to him. He took the how. yeah. When he got fire extinguished, he fell flat back. He, he did all right. Um, no, he took a good bump, actually. I thought yeah. that was good. He did take a good bump, but I don't think he was expecting to be uh, sprayed as much as he was. And especially on the fucking scrotal region. So after a really long segment like that, which went on possibly forever, I think. It was fucking get back to long. the wrestling, but we have a special treat from Mean Gene. It's the trailer for No Old Bath. No, dude, it, it's it's not just a, tr- a special treat for Mean Gene. Oh, no, oh, you're getting a special well. treat from Chrissy Dredd tonight, baby. So what have you done? I, I This is something that I have. Um, so Mean Gene Oakland introduces how No Hold Bars is going to be like this box office smash. It's going to be really, really huge and that it's available on VHS. Oh, fucking hell. There we go. The AFS copy that, you know, of no hotspot with Hogan in WWF gear on the back. I don't understand. I'm I'm not sure if it was... I mean, it was New Line Cinema, but was it anything to do with 
you know, maybe WWE invested in it. Oh, of course or... they did. Vince had his fingerprints all over that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole reason that it was pushed on on WrestleMania five. You know, they're showing they showed the whole trailer um, of it. You know, yes. the man. And there is, in fact, in No Holds Barred, I'm pretty sure there was a six sided ring. There is, yeah, there is a six sided ring, and this is where you get your first peek at Tiny Lister. God bless Zeus. Him. Yeah. What was he called in WCW when he come Z, in? Z Gangster. Z Gangster. That's. Uh, <laughs> but we know him as Debo. Debo. I bust your ass like Craig did. Knock your <laughs> fucking ass straight. <laughs> Sean Mooney, um, I think, is a little bit starstruck here because he hundred percent he flubs all over his lines talking to the Donald. Uh, maybe he was just super impressed with that haircut. I'm not sure. But... He was. He really was. He messed up his words quite a lot in this one. He was definitely. He was definitely Sean Mooney. Was def- he was a bit starstruck with uh, Donald Trump here. Yeah, maybe he. You know, just was a little bit overwrought by it all. But yeah, uh, it's just Trump saying, "Oh, it's one." You know, it's, just, it's almost like a Trump presidential speech. You know, AC's packed. It's wonderful. It's great. It's you know, it's, yeah. yeah, whatever, man. Like, it, it, it was, it, it literally was, you know, it's like the, the way you say it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like the streets are packed. Um, yeah. You know, everyone, everybody's excited. We're really excited. You know, it was, it was fucking great. I was watching it, you know, my missus is in the next room and she was laughing, listening to this Donald Trump thing as well. She also was laughing at the Hulk Hogan promo, which is coming up as well. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, this, this this was great. You know, Trump was, you know, it's fantastic. The whole town loves it. You know, we're proud to have you. Um, it was it was great. Really good. At this point, we cut to Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura is fucking livid. He's fucking, he's livid. He absolutely fuming with Hogan. It is a great promo because Gorilla can't keep it together either. He starts smiling and corpse in that. He like, does, because I think Jesse spits his face. Yeah, he does. He spits his face in there. He's and fucking he's like, like... Talking, not just... He doesn't just like hawk one up and start gobbing at him. It's like... It, this, is, this is one of the greatest... You know, it is one of the greatest promos ever. It is Jesse Ventura just absolutely livid at Hulk Hogan trying to get involved in Hollywood. It is, you know, in how dare you step into Hollywood? You know, he's like, I've got a job for you, Hogan. You can drive my limo. In a way, it's almost like it's the, it's the feud we never got to see. I mean, Jesse hated Hogan. Well, Jesse actually talks about. I've got a good mind coming back into the ring yeah. just to teach this fucking bozo a lesson. <laughs> it is just amazing stuff. Amazing. And legitimately, if someone's going to come back into the business and teach fucking puke Hogan a lesson, it would be Jesse Ventura. So, yeah, it's a cracking promo. Like for someone who's not like building a match, like it's really good. Um, we get a look at the Mega Powers explosion. We've been over this already. Like, I already made my points on the Saturday Night's Main Event show about how someone uses somebody else's woman or partner, however you want to put it, you know, as a as a way of getting a title shot. Fucking shame on that man. 
Yeah, fucking don't don't get me started on Hogan because this promo coming up. I mean, Hogan is a contender for the Ico Pro. He's not as ripped as he usually is, though. No, he's far from it. Um, from peak Hogan, maybe he hasn't been um, taking as many vitamins or saying as many prayers, but probably not. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It, it's funny. Um, I watched WrestleMania. I was I was doing some bits and bobs yesterday and I I watched WrestleMania 17 and I watched WrestleMania 18 and you had the rock versus Hogan and you've got there's a show we'll have to cover. Oh dude. Fantastic, man. You've got um, the coach uh, interviewing with the rock and the rock goes, coach, have you been, you know, eating your vitamins? Have you been saying your prayers? And he's like, you know, say, say your prayers, coach, do it now. Get on your knees and say your prayers. It's like, get your ass out of here. No one wants to hear you say your goddamn prayers. And it's just, um, just a great, great promo. But I just thought I'd mention that, that I watched that, those two in the last this, day or so. This promo was fucking mad, but I have a problem with it because Hogan's me too. You know, the mania was ahead of the madness. You know, bro, he's no fucking Schneid, isn't he? Bro, <laughs> in my fucking notes right here, he is a fucking Schneid son of a bitch. He is a fucking... Every minute, Hogan has to have a sly dig. I'm glad you brought that up and it weren't just me. Hogan the fucking punk bitch. Or Lust Hogan, as um, Jesse kept Lust calling him. You son of a bitch. Yeah, the mania was over the madness. You know, it was greater than the madness. But I let him get away. But he, he couldn't live up to the expectations of the Hulkamaniacs and all that. He let his lust get in the way, you know, and all this shit. It's like, fuck off, Hogan, man. He literally, like, this this promo, I, I shut down mentally on it because he just, he rambles about Trump, Atlantic City being swallowed by the earth. I'm like, did, did Warrior write this for him? Did they just get on the powder and go, right, you write my promo and I'll just we'll just say it. I don't care. It was, like, yeah, it was nonsense. written in association with some Peruvian fish scale. Um, <laughs> it was it was yeah, written in conjunction. Yeah, it was written in conjunction with uh, Colombia's finest export. Yeah. Um, it was mad. It was fucking mad. And yeah, I just yeah, what a fucking what a weird promo that was. But nevertheless, we move on because they should they should bring cocaine back into wrestling. I think um, there's not enough coke fueled promos in wrestling anymore. Like it's too straight edge, man. You know they need to just get them on yeah, the fucking packet. Computer games, they ruined it, didn't they? Bro, get them on the beak, bruv. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Get them on the beak. <laughs> back if, on if the someone... Yeah, it get them on the Chang, bruv. If if they're struggling in promo class, what they should do, you know, little bump. This, yeah. If if you're struggling in class, put the white on the glass. Yeah, that's the you know, if get on the get the credit card out, chop up a couple of fatties, sniff a little schnifter, get behind the mic and just let your thoughts run wild. My God, I don't think I'd ever have to say this. I never thought I'd have to say this on our show, but we in no way endorse that. We are having fun, for God's sake. Like, please take that for the laugh it was meant to be. <laughs> but, bro, I'm not advocating, you know, giving any wrestlers cocaine to fuel, you know, their, their promos. But, I mean, if, if it if might be... If see anyone a... licking their lips and sweating really heavy, we'll know they've been listening. I don't know. A few of them fucking need it nowadays. The promos are fucking piss poor, a lot of them nowadays, you know. But I think that goes back to... 
it goes back to a point that, again, that we spoke about with Anthony, a.k.a. Santino Morella. Yeah. When these guys are doing their promos nowadays, they're often, they're not themselves with the volume turned up to 11. They are portraying some kind of, they're having to go from a, a, a script, you know? So they're not like just, they're not just, they're not just given bullet points saying, right, boom, 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 cover those. Let's do this. Because, um, you know, I mean, I, I fucking love doing promos, man. The amount, and, and this is the thing. When uh, I used to work in a shoe shop, okay? Here's a little anecdote from my past and my, my the feud between myself and Max, not the Hulk Hogan. Uh -oh. So I've got these promos still in grainy footage from an old 3G phone when internet phones started, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So I used to work in a shoe shop, right? And there was a display of like a hundred shoe boxes in like this pyramid, yeah? And I set my phone up and I've set recording. I cut this promo on Max, not the Hulk Hogan. And he was like, he kept on saying he was going to break my back. And I was like, yeah, you saying you're going to break my back? Well, you can't break my back if I've broken it myself already. And then I just took this huge bump into these fucking shoes and then started throwing shoes everywhere. And I was like, you know... It's one of them things where you, if you're in the moment and you, you've got a few things to cover, but you just say it, that's the best promos just come out of that. I mean, I, I hadn't taken two fat lines of cocaine before I did it either. Um, maybe it would have helped and made it a bit better. But uh, it's one of them things nowadays where everything's too scripted, I think. And when you've got more freedom and you've got people that are just because i'm pretty sure that the rock and stone cold and people like that weren't heavily scripted no. you know the better promo guys were probably just given bullet points and the other guys were probably literally big old cue cards written with big black letters fucking say this word for word you know do that so I mean, Hogan's promo was absolutely crazy, but it was good, man. It was good. You know, fuck it. And yeah, we're not advocating drug use, but, no, 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 no. you know, we're just having a laugh. Um, I didn't cut any promos back in the day, um, but I was holding the a, something like a 3G old school sort of phone when uh, Cactus Matt was uh, cutting a promo on another friend of ours, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's one of the, one of the good ones. Um, I remember. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe you remember it. I remember because <laughs> Matty had the same phone as me. We when we was because, like I say, going this is fucking years ago. Going back, me and Matty used to work in the same place in a fucking warehouse years ago. And when we got these three G phones, you know, it was we were the first people to really have these these video phones, you know? And we were like, yeah, we're the fucking mutts nuts. <laughs> and yeah, Matty can cut a promo. You can. Bless him. Um, we'll move on because our <laughs> next match is something very strange. But whilst we're here, the match uh, refereed by the great big John Studd. It's, he's, a, he's a special guest referee. He comes out to some weird sort of Hacksaw Jim Duggan style music here. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. Um, it is Andre the Giant with Bobby Heenan. There's Andre in all his glory. Lovely. Fun Showing the guy. lovely pop. Yeah. And he is taking on... Now, this is an underrated wrestling 
like sort of figure series for me. And it's the uh, Jack's Classics. They Lovely. About. They just don't. I don't see... I'm not really sure what the problem is with them. I don't know why people don't talk about them as much as I know Hasbro is Hasbro and Galoob is Galoob. And, you know, you can, you know, that's it. You know why people ain't talking about them? Because it hasn't been on the major wrestling figure podcast yet. And then once they talk about them on there, the price is going to go fucking 10 times the <laughs> price and they're going to be everyone's hot topic. <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> but... <clears throat> This match starts pretty quickly and pretty, you know, it's it's pretty limited because Andre is, you know, quite immobile here from what we can see. Um, he exposes a turnbuckle and puts Jake into it straight away, which I thought was a great way to start. Fantastic. Yeah. Start um, with the ultraviolence. Jake eventually gets, gets going and gets uh, Andre tied up in the ropes in the classic Andre spot. He loves that spot, doesn't he, old yeah, Andre? He does, yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a good one because the fans are always into it as well. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of a plodding match, you know, but Andre's working in slow motion. Jake's trying to, you know, stick with it. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it's just one of those matches, you know, Andre eventually starts joining with uh, John Studd. It was going to happen, two big guys. And then from nowhere, Ted DiBiase turns up. And tries to take the snake away, tries to steal the bag, <clears throat> which again is not a drug reference. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's chasing the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, whilst that's going on, and Jake goes to retrieve his bag of uh, his bag of snake, <laughs> Andre is choking out John Studd. I think they always miss it on camera. Yeah, he's choking John Studd, and then Jake launches Jake double- into the ring. They double feature it, didn't they? The old classic two cameras. No, I don't think they did, did they? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a double feature. Must have missed that. You know how much I love it. I know, mate. It's I know. Easy. I would have thought Usually you would have caught that. WCW do it when they've got 60 guys in three rings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jake wins it by DQ. It's uh, Again, these matches are not long. They just blink and you miss them. Yeah. Sean Mooney's up in the cheap seats for some reason. Not sure why. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to Tony Schiavone with the sensational one. She's she's there. Oh, and Tony Schiavone has got a woody on for, for old sensational. I mean, it's not quite, you know, Gene and woman, but oh no. I mean, let's oh, let's just take a moment to appreciate those mean Gene Oakland and woman promos. Yeah. Oh shit. Classic. What a fantastic moment those are. <laughs> but yes, um, the sensational one is after Rockin' Robin's title. And then she also takes a little shot at Liz. She does, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is this is peak prime sensational sherry. She's looking fantastic, she's got the swagger. Um, wasn't there supposed to be a women's championship match, which it was Rockin' Robin versus Sherry at this I'm event? Not- I didn't because they I swear they had the she was on they were on the um the WrestleMania five debates, but they ended up talking about what corner Liz was gonna be in. Okay, no, I but yeah, I'm pretty sure there was supposed to be a women's championship match, but yeah. Uh, next we have they're not quite rhythm and blues just yet, are they? 
No. No, it's still Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine on their own. Great team. Great team. team. Yeah, with Jimmy Hart. Gates of Hart Foundation. <clears throat> and this is almost like lost in the shuffle, this one. I thought it was a great match. It was, it was, yeah, yeah it was a good match. Um, really good. Yes, it's, it's almost like it's been sort of lost in the card. Um, the, the double team slingshot where Anvil goes flying over the top rope. Brilliant. Over the tackle, yeah, you can't, can't beat stuff like that. Um, shake, rattle, and roll from, uh, from Honky on Brett, but no pin. He ends up tagging Craig Valentine. It didn't make yeah. any sense to me. No. Um, Anvil explodes out of a hot tag. And beautiful yeah really good good drop kicks yeah. he's still you know for a guy his size his yeah. drop kicks and that hot tag when he came in and was drop ticking drop kicking and tackling was uh fantastic but um do you notice the beard i do notice the beard um it was it's also noticed by someone else they said you know i think they might have mentioned it to you already Who's that? Broken the beard. Well, Cactus himself said it. He said, "What's he doing that? What's he doing that for?" <laughs> you got to have the laugh, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it like Anvil, baby. You yeah. know it. But this is I'm modelling the beard off of Jim the Anvil Neidhart, um, and it will. It's getting better every. You know, getting better every day. Yeah. Some people say it's a bit fagging, but it's uh, definitely. Jim the Anvil Night <laughs> Brett Fuck Wallace it. honky with the uh, with the megaphone for the win. It's, yeah, a, it was, it's good. Yes. I, I thought it was quite a good ending the way the way it happened, where you know they they were able to turn around the heels tactics um, and use them against them, which is better than when Hogan just does out and out heel tactics, but he's just so over he can get away with it. Um, this True. is a good way to do it. <laughs> um. We switch quickly to the recap of the Pose Down Challenge um, at Royal Rumble, that uh, where Rude attacks the Ultimate Warrior. Doesn't go well for Warrior there. <clears throat> he ends up attacking like officials and referees and stuff. And we move on to our. This is well. This is the second biggest match of the night. Uh, absolutely fantastic match. This is. Yeah, Intercontinental Championship, Ravishing Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan. Against our champion, the Armored Warrior. It should be um, a match for the Ico Pro Award. Absolutely. There is only one winner, though. And uh, are you, who are you going for? It's the Warrior. Are you, see, you know what? For size wise, yes, I would go for Warrior, but how chiseled, ravishing Rick Rude is. Yeah. I mean, all those high rolling Atlantic City sweat hogs, I bet, you know. <laughs> I bet they were they were absolutely jealous when he took his robe off. And he's, he's, you know, like I say, we're talking about hair, and I know a, a little bit about fantastic hair again. Um, Rick Rude's hair, absolutely fantastic. You know, I've got a bit of a man crush on Rick Rude here. He's, um, he's, well, his tights, pants. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, the, the tights are beautiful. You know, he's got the warrior on his ass. Excuse the, the, the image there. But, um, and the intercontinental belt round the front, you know, the, the guy was fucking just, he was simply he ravishing. Start of this match where Rude goes, tries to attack Warrior and ends up kneeing the belt. Yeah. And selling that straight off. I was like, yeah, I'm into this. It's so good, you know, and, and the Warrior, he, he, he had 
just fantastic matches with Rick Rude, you know, whether it was in the steel cage, whether it was this match at WrestleMania five with this match at WrestleMania five, I would say is probably better for me than the, the cage match they had together, but oh, it's SummerSlam 90, yeah. Yeah. You know, but still the SummerSlam 90 cage match, but the, the, the reason why I think I like this one better was the finish. It's yeah. But in before the finish, there's a missile drop kick from Rick Rude. Oh, it takes his face off. Fucking wonderful that is. It was brutal. You see, like the warrior's head snap back, and he got like, his warrior double thing. going in rough. Oh, he yeah. It, it was it was fucking good, man. It was um, you know, a missile drop kick off the top, almost taking the warrior's head off. But you know, fair fair play to Helvig. He he took it. Um, Ventura is suggesting that Bobby Heenan is only checking his pockets for his slot machine coins. So good, so good. You know, it really was. Um, he could also hear the broken hearts of the audience and Rude couldn't do his swivel his hips. Oh, it was it was quality, you know. And it, even um, Ventura is saying, oh, the women are going to be disappointed later on tonight if he can't move them hips. Yeah. Um, we get a bit of a grim botch, though. Yeah. Warrior goes for a backbreaker. He does hit the first backbreaker, tries to pick him up and stumbles and end up going crashing towards the corner. I mean, Monsoon covers it by saying that he's just, oh, he tried to throw him to the outside. He did. Yeah. Just, he tripped. No, he tripped, yeah. And then, um, um, you know, the, the referee to this match was uh, Joey Morella, yes. who's actually the adopted son of um, Gorilla. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Jesse uh, rips into Joey, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, Rude's bumping like crazy in this. Oh, is it ravishing Rick Rude? You know, he, he is one, he was, he was one of the absolute greats, one of the absolute greats for, for selling, for the positioning as well. The fact that he could work with someone like Warrior, who genuinely, you know, generally his matches were five-minute squashes yeah. or, you know, botch-ridden, really, matches a lot of the time. But he was able to get the Warrior to slow things down, work at a certain pace, lead him around and, and do these things. But you couldn't really tell. You know, it was, you know, the Warrior really did work well with, with Rick Rude. And it was just a testament to how good Rick Rude really was. His positioning in one of these things where he... he he, he took a bump and then as he was selling, turned himself round. So then he was at a certain position for Warrior to run the ropes and yeah. then drop, you know, an elbow or do like a, a splash. You know, it was just, he was just so good. Ravishing Rick Rude, just so good. Can't express that enough. Yeah. Just as Warrior is about to suplex Rick Rude back into the ring, Bobby Heenan grabs his leg, <clears throat> holds onto it for dear life. And the referee counts. We've got a new Intercontinental Champion. Jesse Ventura is delighted. Oh, he's fantastic. He said he can't wait to get backstage and start celebrating with Bobby Heenan later on. Yeah. Uh, but you know that spot where they did it, where... So um, Rick Rude's outside of the ring. Warrior's in the ring. He lifts him up for the suplex. But then as Heenan pulls his leg and the Warrior comes down, it looks like he kind of like DDTs 
um, lands on his head, yeah. He lands on his head, yeah, and it's like Rude manages to get his hand down. I don't know how much he actually landed on the top of his head, but it looked like he fucking got a bit of a spike on that one. But um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic finish to the match. Really enjoyed it, man. It was, well, for me, it was the best it, match. Yeah. Heenan has to take a few more bumps on Warrior before, like, before he gets out of there. Just yeah. so Warrior can get some heat back. Um, and we move on. Yeah, like, quick quick turnarounds because um, the man, uh, you know, he's, he's bad news brown, or uncle, as I like to call him. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking on Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, and uh, uncle's on the attack early. Uh, he's not my uncle, just for, you know, reference there he's just you know we share the same surname so why not Hacksaw Jim Duggan is definitely not my uncle um I'm <laughs> we've not heard punchy about, we've heard about the Duggan family from Bobby Heenan that's right we we don't need to know anymore we know the family history uh this is a this is a kick punch bro that's that's all we need to know there, there's a great there's a great moment where Hacksaw Jim Duggan turns around to the referee and shouts extremely loudly get off my ass do you hear it no, I didn't see that bit. It's fucking fantastic. He's like, <laughs> get off my ass. <laughs> it's just great. Um, I mean, now this is something we talked about because Bad News Brown had a, you know, had a shot with Hogan, didn't he? On the Saturday night's main event, gave it a good effort. He misses the ghetto blaster here. And then it's a double DQ, chair versus two by four. Yeah. And um at this point, Jesse points out the big piece of snot hanging out of Duggan's <laughs> nose and is absolutely disgusted by it. <laughs> he says it as well. He's like, that's it. I'm absolutely disgusted by that. But I think that was a Coke snot. That was Coke snot, baby. Oh, okay. There you go. See? I... Coke snot. I've never heard it was that. Coke snot, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Mean Gene is with. Oh, fucking hell. I forgot about this. The Red Rooster. Um, the Rooster. Um, Comes into camera shot, clucking and pecking, literally um, clucking and pecking. Um, this was this was he, shortly before he turned into the computerized man of the nineties. Yes, he sorted his life out and left uh, the farm or whatever because he puts out in, even in this promo, it's going to be a great day in the barnyard. Fuck off, yeah. like yeah, just shut up. Like it's a uh, so is is our next match? It's Bobby Heenan who's with the Brooklyn Brawler um, against. The stooge rooster, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, this is it really. Bobby Heenan hits the turnbuckle or post, and it's over. Yeah, it's that quick. Um, Brooklyn Baller gets a little heat on the stooge, I mean, red rooster, and um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're done. It was pretty fucking pointless that match, man. Very considering the build up they gave it on prime time, yeah, when the brawler attacked um, rooster and. Gorilla Monsoon and that you thought they would have given it a bit more time, but they didn't. They gave it less than a minute. Let's move on because Mean Jean's got Miss Elizabeth. Well, can I just um quickly show something a little bit of memorabilia? Oh, okay, yeah. As long as it's memorabilia and not another body part, we're all right. No, it's not. No, it's um a Bobby the Brain Heenan shiny sticker. Yeah, we can just about see that. That is quality, yeah. Does that, so, that from like the uh, like the ninety ninety sort of? Yeah, yeah. The sticker album from the sticker album. I've actually got some cards that I'm going to dig out, and there's there's one uh, where Bobby Heenan's like uh, 
I think it's the nineteen ninety two cards. Um, I'll dig them out and I'll show them on on another show or whatever. But it's a great one where it's Bobby Heenan on the golf course in some like golf trousers and he's got like loads of clubs and he's trying to hold them and he's just standing there with a stupid hat on and that. Just Bob Bobby the Brain Heenan is just he is the greatest manager of all time. We we talk about him a lot and we're not going to stop. So no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liz is saying that she's well. She's going to be in the neutral corner. She's praying no one gets injured. Um, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, it's she's not a great promo, and she never she was never meant to be. She, I mean, but it was peak peak Liz though. I mean, she looked a million bucks. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, she she was great, but yeah, I mean, it was it was terrible promo. But she was Liz. Poor Sean Mooney's assignments finally come to an end because he's in there with the fans and who's going to win and you just get like people shouting at him and jumping in front of the camera so you know poor Mooney's night is done thank god for him because it is main event time it is the championship match it is you know our hero macho man Randy Savage against the dastardly heel Hulk Hogan which that's right <laughs> it's not the way it goes but, um, Savage would go into this match with uh, a massive elbow infection and he had like a, a huge, like a massive fever and stuff like that, which is why his elbow was taped up. Um, it just shows you, you know, I think that's probably why Jesse was putting him over so much as he came out to the ring, you know, like, you know, what a champion, all that stuff. Like he was really gushing over, you know, Randy as he made his way to the ring. He, he was also calling. <laughs> It was also calling Hulk Hogan lust Hogan and talking about the pukesters. Well, he he brings up the same point that we we have that yeah, you know he used Liz to you know wheeze his way into a title shot, and he's right, he did. And I think in this day and age, he'd be a heel. He would, and and he also mentions Jesse Ventura also mentions something that I um written down as well that Macho Man as the champion came out first. But it's always the way with fucking Hogan. Like, he can't come out first and let someone have reckon, the limelight. Reckon he begged Jack Tunney to change it? Of course he did. He was probably mimicking, like, you know, doing a bit of playing charades. Um, it, is our, it is our championship match. It's a very pro-Hogan crowd. There is, you know, it's it's just the way it is. It's, we can't... He was over. He was over as fuck. Let's not get, yeah, you know... He was. He, he, he was, you know, he was really over... Um, he is naturally bigger than Savage, so he is overpowering him early on. But Savage is Savage is a great heel, constantly rolling out the ring, doing anything he can to, you know, stall and get heat. It's had he was so good as a heel in that that run, like um, even, as, even as Macho King as well. Even as Macho King, I mean, um, but there's a moment in this right, and I want to fucking just mention it, okay. So you've got Trump in the front row with his kid and Macho Man gets out of the ring and he sees a Hogan fan with one of them foam fingers. Finger, yeah. He grabs the foam finger off the fan, rips it, rips the finger off, yeah, and then throws it into the crowd and it somehow manages to get to Trump's son who ends up with this ripped foam finger of Hogan. Yeah. Now, if you were a fan, you're a kid, you've gone to WrestleMania 5, you've bought your foam finger... And it ends up getting snatched away from you by Macho Man and ripped in half and thrown to a little rich fucker sitting in the front row. <laughs> How pissed would you be? You'd be a bit annoyed. You'd be pissed. You'd be like, Dad, 
He's just fucking nicked my thing. I'll be complaining, mate. I'll be yeah, doing a Hogan. Go rip his airpiece off. Go on. Do you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be complaining, mate. I'll be whinging to any of them Trump Plaza staff saying, oi, you need to get me another foam finger. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they weren't cheap either. No, they probably weren't. Um, I didn't see how Hogan got cut. I didn't. I couldn't figure no, out. No, I, I think it was hard way. It must have just been um, a potato thrown by Randy. <laughs> uh, Jesse noticed, notes how there's a smattering of madness in the arena. Mm. There's a bit of crowd like love for Savage. Um, Liz tries to check on the Macho Man when he's down. He's not having a bar of it. He's like he keeps like you know trying to push her away. And then Liz won't move out of the way when Hogan tries to post Savage. And it's uh, it's all a bit getting a bit hectic. So that dickhead, El Hebner, has enough and throws Liz out. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, it, it, it's funny how Jesse is like, get her out of here. She's not even supposed to be out here anyway. She's a distraction. Now Macho Man can just get on with his business. Yeah. <laughs> Savage works the throat of Hogan. And this is the bit that bugs me the most. He hits the big elbow and it's uh, he hulks up. He kicks out at like fucking one. It, it's, um, you know, he doesn't even yeah. let him get a two and a three quarter. You know, by this point, um, Hogan had been absolutely battered. He'd been run into a post. He'd been <laughs> dropped on the outside. He'd been busted open. He'd been hit with this elbow drop. At least give him a fucking close two and a half count. Yeah. But no, the fucking pukester just doesn't, he won't have it. It's literally Hulk up, three punches, big boot, leg drop. Leg drop, one, two, three. New champion, yeah. And um, Hogan poses for about four minutes. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> literally four minutes. It's... He poses for longer than the Red Rooster Heenan match. Do you reckon that's why they got him in so quickly? Yeah. Yeah, just go out and do a minute. We need Hogan to pose for four. Yeah, that's right. Just go out. We need to cut it back. Um, Jesse's not happy. You know, he's he was hoping they'd have two champions that he would like, you know, by the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but it and, doesn't work that way. And this he, is he at the point... to come back. Yeah. yeah, he threatens to come back. He says... At this point, I'm actually thinking about coming back to the ring because someone has got to teach this chump a lesson. Maybe Jesse had designs on coming back. Who knows? Like, you know, he would have been super over. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine Jesse the Body Ventura versus Hulk Hogan? WrestleMania 6. Big business, yeah. Fuck that, bruv. That's but money. It wasn't to be. The booth signs off. And that is WrestleMania 5. And, you know, it, a weird show that was three hours, 40 minutes long. That we won't get back. No, we won't. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not mad that we watched it because we got to talk about it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I mean, to be honest, it was, um, it was a nice look back on um, an era where it was, it was turning, weren't it? It was, we, you know, we're going into the 90s. Yeah. It was, you know, as we were getting to WrestleMania 6 and 7 and 8. Hulkamania is still wild here. Oh, absolutely. You like, know, you would see that again, like when he returned from 
filming something else in 1990 when he comes back and like the place just does not stop popping for him mm-hmm. five minutes it's yeah yeah hogan's hogan's like paul with the crowd is still incredible and like i said this is their biggest this was their biggest like pay-per-view until wrestlemania 15 so they had to dine out on this for 10 years <laughs> yeah they were they were eating off this <laughs> yeah but yeah it's um it's nice. To, it's nice to watch it back. It was a bloody long show, though. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I it took me a couple of goes. I had to sit and stop and then go and do something else for a bit. Like I couldn't have sat there for three hours and forty minutes, like trying to take notes. It just wouldn't have worked for me. But that's not gonna work, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> um, and that's it. Yeah, like we haven't even scratched the surface of what we're gonna watch next. We, you know, I would imagine it would be a WCW show. We've not talked about WCW in the longest time, and I am getting a little bit, you know, a little bit edgy about that. I miss yeah, WCW. yeah. I've 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 got a bit of an itch as well. So it, we, it's not it, all right. I'm, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's definitely going to be a WCW show. The next one, you reckon? Uh, yeah, uh, we haven't. Like I said, we haven't crossed that cross that bridge at all but we know we're going to be back probably next week with something and you know thank you very much for sticking with it we love everyone that has stuck with it and you know hits that slaps our bells around and stuff yeah we we love it we we want these you know we're, we're teetering on the edge of this thousand subscribers we're literally teetering on the edge we 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 just need a, a, a bit more of a push to get some more subs to get us up to that thousand mark, and then we can start doing the get, uh, giveaways. Um, do we think, Jordan, that we may be in a situation when WrestleMania comes around that we might be able to watch it together? Do you think that, um, Depending on the lockdown situation. Oh yeah, it depends what um, your mate Boris says, doesn't it? Really, he ain't my fucking mate. I tell you, don't get me started on that cunt. We, you know, we, why, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, we, we, Remember, I haven't. I mean, it's two nights. It's two nights. Yeah. yeah so on Sunday, yeah. So. And I tell, I tell you what. Let me just. Is there, is there a takeover that weekend as well? Possibly, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. A lot of wrestling. So here is the Road to WrestleMania stickers. I've also got the album. Um, this is actually a great sticker book because it's got a lot of stuff about previous Royal Rumbles, um, previous WrestleManias, um, a lot of older stars in there as well, a lot of history um, and that. So got these little sticker packs so we're going to be doing the wrestlemania special because why the fuck not um but yeah we, we, we're not sure if we're going to be able to watch it all together um i mean a watch along on that is going to be a fucking too much isn't it oh god no hell yeah that's i mean i mean we should just enjoy the show really like you know trying to do a watch along would just be hurtful to everyone else trying to watch along oh yeah I mean, but the thing is, watching me sleep through WrestleMania is not probably not the best idea. It it will be great. I mean, we've not seen each other in person for fucking months, bro, have we? Yeah, been been months, and we don't live that far apart. 
we literally live like really close but because of this shit that we're in at the moment we've not been able to um intermingle um but hopefully the restrictions might be lifted and coming this year to a tv computer or phone screen near you we may have a chat grapple and cheap pops podcast where we're sitting in the same room together with one camera no, I, I I put this on Instagram the other day. Like we are closer than ever, it feels like, to getting back to watching wrestling shows live. Yeah, and that's the that's the big thing for me. I just you know being live in a in an arena in a civic hall in a bloody high school gym, you know, <laughs> anywhere, yeah. anywhere, you know. And I think if you know, as soon as NXT. UK start doing bits and bobs. We're going to be there as soon as AEW comes over. We're going to be there. Um, you know, we as soon as these, as soon as they start down the fucking theater down the road, mate, we're going to be there. there you, go. you know, give me some aging stars. You know, we'll fucking go and see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely it from us. Um, Thank you so much for staying with it. And thank you so much for watching the interviews, coming back and watching us chat absolute shit about, you know, this half Charlie show. You know, we've spoken about a lot of weird stuff today. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 fuck it, that's what we do, man. And But we are definitely coming back with a WCW show next. Um, We're not sure what one it's going to be. Remember to follow, subscribe, like, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone, you know, IBJB. That's my good man, Chris. I'm pointing at the wrong side. What the fuck? But, you know, take care, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.